Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we have the honor of sitting down with Tracy Trimlett. Tracy is the Director of Employment and Training Services at Christian Health, a nonprofit organization dedicated to preventing homelessness by helping people find jobs while providing both materially and spiritually for them. Today, she'll unpack her calling that made her switch from corporate to the nonprofit world and her advice to leaders seeking to make the same leap. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we talk about the art of leadership with today's leaders in church, ministry, nonprofits, and global leadership. We love talking leadership. We always have amazing guests like today's guest. We're sitting down with Tracy Trimblett from Christian Help. She's going to talk to us a little bit about some great things that are interesting, especially for those of you who are in the leadership world on the nonprofit side. Tracy, how does it feel to be on the Avail podcast? I have to say I'm thrilled. I'm humbled. I'm nervous. Um, but I'm, I'm most of all happy to, to be here to serve. And thanks so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. It is an honor for us to have you here. And I, I will say to all of our listeners and viewers that we will be talking about an interesting subject, which is basically the difference between co- the, the corporate leading in the corporate world and leading in the nonprofit world. But before we jump into that, Tracy, can you just share a little bit about yourself so our avail audience can get to know you? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, well, I am a Jersey girl in the best sense of the word. I'm <laughs> tough, resilient, adaptable, and I love and serve Jesus, my family, my community. You know, as a young single mom, I was delivered from drug and alcohol dependence in 1987, and I never looked back except to help others achieve recovery. And while that isn't the realm I operate in now, um, certainly that I never uh, forget where God has brought me from, and I'm just so grateful. My business background includes significant roles in marketing, sales, Mm. and business growth for over 25 years. (laughs) before Mm -hmm. moving to Florida in 2011. I led strategical and tactical planning teams and oversaw coordination and implementation of really innovative programs um, and services that increased revenue for both small and large corporations. Um, My nonprofit experience, um, aside from what I'm doing now, also includes consultation on strategic alignment and organizational improvements for emerging nonprofits that are really poised for significant growth. You know, in um, 2012, God really offered me a unique opportunity to create a impact in my community. I was feeling kind of displaced, you know, Jersey girl in the Orlando area, (laughs) imagine. Um, But in 2012, while I'm driving home from somewhere, I saw this, this big sign that said Christian help and I thought, I'm a Christian, I can help. And that began my journey into nonprofit leadership. I really started there as a volunteer and I was helping people find and fulfill their employment needs. And then since that was in 2012, and then I did some things there as well. And then since 2015, I've been a director and I lead teams, staff and volunteers to develop and deliver excellent programming for the working poor. Not those in poverty, these are mm-hmm. the unseen uh, working poor. 
um, who really need to increase their income, access resources, and of course, experience the love of Jesus. And um, just for fits and giggles, I'm also a Stephen minister. I serve as a board member for RCCF, which is a nonprofit that helps people and those who love them find and maintain recovery. And I'm also on the advisory board at Kaiser University and Nova Southeastern University. I'm currently living in Castleberry, Florida with my husband, who's really an artist, a jeweler and a musician. And his name is Chris. I have a daughter who's married um, and who gave me a grandson 15 years ago, <laughs> who I absolutely adore. And I have an 85 year old feisty mom still living in Jersey, so. I love that, I, you know, um, it, it it's always interesting to me to see how many times the the ways and the areas that God redeems our lives and works in us and touches us is is the way many times he ends up using us as well. So I, I imagine I imagine you find great fulfillment in what you do. I do. I absolutely do. I mean, every time I can help uh, or lead my teams to find better ways to help people, um, you know, the working poor, which I was as a single mom for years, um, to help the working poor, to help people in recovery, all those things. I love it. I, I just, I know this is where I belong. This is where God wants me today. <laughs> that's great. By the way, I'm a Nova Southeastern University alumni here in South Florida. So that's something, that's something cool to hear. Um, all right. So mm -hmm. I want to get into this conversation. I think this is going to be, a, personally, I think it's a fun conversation because it's a little different. Um, I want I want you to just I want to dig into this the 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 true comparing and contrasting of leadership in the corporate world versus leadership in the nonprofit world. A lot of our avail leaders are somehow or some way connected to ministry, whether they're pastors who are leading, whether they're ministry leaders leading, whether they're non for profit leaders, or maybe even corporate marketplace leaders who have a heart for maybe even looking to transition into the nonprofit world. I know you have some stats on that, just kind of what's happening in these times and uh, the transitions of people leaving the corporate world, looking to nonprofit world. Um, can you just begin to unhash this a little bit? Uh, there, there really are two different worlds and there really are some major challenges that come when you get into nonprofit leadership. Right, so thanks. Um, yeah, I, I work a lot in the employment realm and I stay on top of the trends and what's going on. I have to, in order to help my teams deliver the programming for, for employment. And what we've seen over the past few years is that not only boomers, but certainly uh, baby boomers, as well as Gen Xers, and now it's really across all generations, um, they're leaving the corporate world because they want to, um, you know, they've discovered that they really want work to be part of life um, mm -hmm. as opposed to their life. And in the past, I believe it's the past two years, it's 13 to 17 million people wow. have left the corporate world. They're looking to have a legacy. They're looking to make an impact. And certainly corporations can do that, you know, doing good while doing business, um, serving others by serving ice cream, you know, um, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Really, there's nothing like a nonprofit or a ministry that, that's all they do is they look to make an impact and change the world. So a lot of people want to transition from corporate to nonprofit or into ministry or like in our case at Christian Health, nonprofit ministry, which yeah. is what we are. Yeah, this is good. This is good. I, I, I remember as we were talking in preparation for this uh, podcast, 
um, one of the things that caught my attention, and, and, and mind you, I'm a pastor who's been in the in the nonprofit world, in the church world for many, many years now. It's kind of my, my world. It's, it's where I live. Um, but one thing that caught my attention that is truly a difference is that generally speaking, when you're in the corporate world, you kind of have one target client or customer group. But when you're yes. in the nonprofit, there's this yes. multifaceted, diverse groups that you're trying to serve. Can you talk about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I It was a shocker for me. It took quite a while to turn that corner to mm. truly mm. understand what was going on. And I, I'm still learning every day. In the corporate world, right, so let's say you're um, a director level or even a VP level. You rarely meet with shareholders, if ever. You, right. You're aware of it, um, but you, you never meet with them. Um, your focus typically is the customer who buys your product or service. Mm -hmm. Even in a small business, that's your focus, the customer who buys your product or service. In the nonprofit world, it's very different. You have mm. five customers. You have to deliver product and services to the clients. You have to deliver impact to your donors and your funders. Mm -hmm. You have to deliver an excellent experience to your volunteers, you have to deliver. Of course, in the corporate world, you also have your staff who is your customer if you're a leader um, when you're talking about excellent experience and whatnot. Yep. And then you have the community at large as, as a nonprofit leader. So you're operating on five levels at all times of what does your customer need or want. For instance, Joanne ETC defines their customer very clearly. She is this age group, this education level, loves this, does this, where we have our clients are the working poor, they're 50% of our community. And then mm -hmm. we speak to the donors and they want a story of a single client. And then we speak to the volunteers and what will make a great experience for you while you're serving others really at, at no cost uh, to, to the ministry. And and I know you experienced the same in, mm -hmm. in ministry. Yeah. Right? Because totally. you're, and, and, and over all of this, over all of this, and the only way to survive it, in my opinion, is to serve the Lord. Yes. He, he's, he's my customer, you know? Um, but you, you never lose sight of who all your customers are in nonprofit. And it is a difficult um, curve to navigate. Yeah, because what I find is that it's possible for one group that you're serving to be happy and content, while another group you might you they might feel like they're being neglected, right? And so you're kind of pulled into these different directions. And honestly, if you want to lead the organization well, you can't drop the ball on any of these, right? Right. And there's there's always a tension in the nonprofit world mm -hmm. between what the donor wants to see as impact and what the right. client needs that's standing in front of you. And you can never lose sight of that. And I think the real challenge also as a leader mm -hmm. is instilling this in your staff, in your volunteers. That to me is, is really the challenge. Why can't we serve this one? Well, because the impact drives it, you know, and then, okay, well, let's just, you know, so it is very, um, very, very challenging, but very rewarding too. It's like, wow, if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. You just mentioned kind of staff and, and team, which which opens the door and the idea of uh, in, in, in a nonprofit, we also do have to hire a staff, right? And there's a few things here that can be challenging, especially in the nonprofit world, because it doesn't look quite the same 
let's talk first about kind of um, what you have to look for when you're in the corporate world as as compared to what you look for, uh, you know, in the nonprofit world. And then we'll talk a little bit about the pay scale as well. Right. Excellent question. In the corporate world, there's very clearly, you know, depending on the size of the organization, there should be very clearly defined yeah. roles, titles, skills that go with that, education that's required. Um, and then you hire the person, not that it's easy these days, I know mm -hmm. it isn't, um, but you hire the person and they function in that role using those skills, um, you know, in that role until whatever happens next. Mm -hmm. In the nonprofit world, titles are not the same, which is why I just say I'm a director because my title um, doesn't necessarily match what I'm doing on any given day. Mm -hmm. um, and when you hire in the nonprofit world, what you want to look for really is for sure skills, but strengths. Yeah. So strengths become very important. Are they adaptable? Are they resilient? Mm -hmm. Are they willing to go the extra mile, which you don't find as much in corporate these days? Right. They're not willing to go that extra mile. They're not willing to do something they weren't hired to do. And yet in nonprofit, you want to look for those people who are sold out for the mission, sold out for service, because yeah. you will not find yourself necessarily functioning solely in the role you were hired to do. And you have to also, as a hiring person, make that clear up front. Look for the strengths. You can teach them the skills. Yeah. Sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you know, as you're saying that, I'm also thinking how important the heart is. Uh, because mm -hmm. some people, they really have the right heart, the right attitude. They, they, they feel, I feel, they feel I, I got a, I got a calling for this, you know, I, and that really makes a big difference as opposed to somebody who's just looking for a job or, mm -hmm. you know, looking for a, you know, a role, uh, which brings me to the whole concept of, <laughs> of pay scale. That also looks different, generally speaking, corporate world versus nonprofit world. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think, yeah, if I could just back up for one second, yeah. I do want to um, say this is also a challenge in the nonprofit world because mm -hmm. everyone enters thinking, I, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. I just want to help people. And then they find out that we operate, you have to operate not as a corporation, but there's right. still operating procedures. There's still processes. There's still things you have to follow. It's not just, hey, I'll find someone and help them. A great heart is necessary, but it can't be the only thing. Right. Attitude cannot be the only thing. There have to be the strengths and some of the skills as well. Um, pay scale, is that mm -hmm. what you asked? Yeah, yeah, because but before you go into that, because the truth is, I think a lot of people, especially especially when they look at ministries and churches, they, they assume, oh, well, that's not, that's not run like a business or anything. That's not run, you know, like a, you know, like a, you know, like a corporation in the sense of it's all, you know, fun and, you know, and good vibes, but that's not the truth. No, it isn't. And, and even with volunteer in nonprofit, a lot of the people actually far more volunteers you work with than yeah. you do staff because you can't afford it. Right. So volunteers who come in, I just want to help people. And then, and they're lovely people. I mean, they really want to help. And then they find out there's specific instructions on how to do this job of how you're to help. And, <laughs> you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't take the shine off it, 
And that's the challenge as a leader, to make sure the shine doesn't disappear while you're trying to achieve still productivity, efficiency, deliver impact for your donors there again, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so it becomes a very much a challenge. And I do know you asked about pay scale. Yeah, yeah. Too. The pay scale is a challenge in nonprofit, like nothing mm -hmm. we've seen before the past two years or the past year and a half have been really challenging because nonprofits typically used to pay below, definitely below corporate, and it all depends on what size your nonprofit is, but definitely right. the pay scale is below corporate. We're asking you to do more. Um, we're paying you less. So as a leader, um, it becomes even more important that it is in corporate to connect people to the mission. They yeah. have to want to be there. But our pay scales are significantly lower. You can look at someone who does what I do and easily in corporate world, three times, four times the salary that, that I make in nonprofit. Now I chose that. That's, yeah. that's different, right? So it's not true of every nonprofit. Right. Um, but in, you know, you want to find people too who are willing to do, that are sold out for the mission and not the money. They're more concerned with contribution than compensation. Make sense? Yeah, that's great. And, and and I think it is important to say we're speaking in general terms. I mean, there are exceptions and, you know, and, and it can fluctuate. But but the truth is, I think studies have shown, I've read multiple studies and articles that studies have shown that people are willing to sacrifice compensation when when they feel like what they're doing is actually making a difference, right? Exactly. Uh, people are willing to to sacrifice pay or compensation when they feel I am. There's transcendence. There's purpose. There's there's meaning. Would you Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, people obviously they need to make a living, and we do our best to pay competitively. As do most, not all, maybe all, most nonprofits, charities. Um, we do our best to pay competitively, um, but it really is your biggest um, challenge as a leader is to make sure that they are connected to the mission. People want that impact. And if they believe they're making an impact in someone's life, I've heard my staff say to me, you know, 50 people, they come in and they, they get what they need and they walk away, but that one person keeps me here. That one person will mm -hmm. keep me coming back and doing what I do because I've made an impact and they've told me that. You've made mm -hmm. a difference in my life, you know? And as leaders, we always wanna be reinforcing that and modeling it. That's good, mm -hmm. that's good. You know, um, I think I'd, I'd like you to add maybe a little bit to this idea that that people might mistakenly have that Oh well, if it's a ministry or or a nonprofit with with you know Christ-centered values, then you know it doesn't really have to have too much organization or too much professionalism. Uh, oh. You know, can you speak to that? Because I think there's this there's a beautiful thing that that happens, and it's not you don't see it everywhere. But when you have spiritual principles, but you also have uh, organizational excellence, you know, and professionalism, um, when oh. those two come together, that's a powerful combination. It, it absolutely is. And I give my executive director, Vicki Martin, all the credit for, uh, you know, just so much credit for coming up with our core values 
Um, and it's, you know, honor God, it spells out help always in an acronym because, you know, nonprofit. <laughs> um, but it spells out help and it's honor God and others. And then it's, um, <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, but this, <laughs> the second one I hope is excellence. Do all things with excellence because of who you are serving. We serve a God of order. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that includes clear processes um, be, because also, and, and we just, we just uh, one of my staff was telling me the other day um, that a client said to them, you are the most organized, you know, you get me in, you take care of my need, you're mm. relational, but everything is done with excellence, with total organization. And it's such a pleasure to be served by you. So you can have both, but you need to bake that in to your core values as an organization. And I give Vicki all the credit for that. It's, it's amazing. And you, as a leader, myself, um, mm. it is constantly reinforcing that in the staff in the volunteers, in whoever comes in contact with us um, and, and embracing that. I, I come from that anyway. The corporations that I've worked for were absolutely excellence or out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't think you're serving the Lord as well if you think you can do just one or just the other. It's both and, right? Yeah, Honor love and prayer, leverage and passion, all those. Are you following Avail on social media? If you answered no, what are you waiting for? You can enjoy encouraging content, get updates on all our latest resources, and connect with leaders just like you, all from the comfort of your couch. There's no better account to visit in between appointments or over morning coffee. If you haven't found us on Instagram and Facebook yet, look up The Art of Avail and click follow. We can't wait to see you there. That's good. I love that. I love those values. And, and I think that there's a beautiful thing that, that can result when we give importance to both and, um, of these, uh, let, I want to talk a little bit about, um, managing tensions, right? If, if you're going to be successful as a nonprofit leader in an organization, a nonprofit organization, uh, one thing that you're going to need to be ready to encounter is tensions. Uh, what are some of those tensions and what are some tips, um, some ideas and thoughts of how to manage tensions as, as a leader in a nonprofit? Tensions between the customers we serve or tensions? I would say, I would say um, t tensions um, that come in the nature of an organization and, and of, of a team. Burnout. Um, oh, okay. Illusionment uh, that that maybe staff members have, volunteers have stress, right? Mm -hmm. All of these mm -hmm. kind of things that will pull in different directions. Right. So um, I, I understand now. Um, pain, stress, yeah, tension, um, burnout. Uh, these are very real things, and um, I think they've come far more to the forefront uh today than ever before whether and this is true of corporate or or nonprofit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, in corporate we are raised if you will to believe that never let them see you sweat right mm -hmm. 
Um, and yet, in both corporate and nonprofit, more so, you recognize that this is a high, constant high-stress situation where clients are in need. Um, there's a, there's a view in American culture of um, entitlement. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter your generation. It doesn't matter if you're in need. You feel entitled to have that need met, and that's the human condition. But you see so much more of it, and so people are under a lot more stress, especially when we have to say no sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, the stress builds. You know, like I had to say no, and that person really needs this. Um, our volunteers. Everyone that serves or works is a human being mm -hmm. that is managing more stress than ever before, more communication than ever before, uh, pain in their life, um, whether it's from family or friends or their inability to connect with others, all of these things. Um, and it, in nonprofit, burnout is common. Yeah. Uh, for for a volunteer, which is our unpaid staff, um, volunteers burn out at a rate of eighteen months, and they need to move on to something else. These are consistent volunteers, mm. and so some of the things are that I would say is first acknowledge this reality. Yeah. That people have pain. Second is be available, right? Be available to hear the pain and to acknowledge that and say, I understand that you're in pain. There's a phrase that says, if, if, what is it? If you, if people don't know you care, they don't care about what you know, really what you, what, what you know, mm -hmm. or what you care about. And so it becomes more important in a nonprofit that you recognize these are individuals. So you listen to their pain you try to alleviate their stress by removing op what obstacles you can and then helping them figure out how to overcome those obstacles. We do it for clients. We do it for staff. We do it for volunteers. Everyone. We cannot treat our clients better uh, than, than we treat our own staff. And then burnout is just recognizing the warning signs of burnout. Someone who starts to come in right on time, make sure that they go to lunch exactly when they're supposed to that um, become short with a client. You know, God doesn't punish us. He corrects our course, hmm. right? With love and with grace. And he knows us. He doesn't yeah. have to ask, he just knows us, right? So he knows how to do that. As a leader, we have to learn our people and and to to know them and understand what will correct their course what feels like correction um so i think those are definitely real things that we're dealing with and just some tips on on how to deal with them don't be afraid mm. to step into someone else's pain as a leader you can step out you know you, yeah. you don't have live there. You don't have to compromise productivity or efficiency, but you have to recognize they're a human being and, and help carry that pain like Jesus does for you every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. So here's the, a tricky part. As a leader, you're helping your staff team manage some of their stress and tension and pain. You're helping uh, your volunteers, uh, you know, manage 
uh, and if and in any way you can, your customers or clientele, so to speak. Now, as a leader, you have your own personal challenges. <laughs> you have your own personal strife. Um, mm-hmm. How 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 does how, as a leader in your experience, right in your uh, in your years of experience, how do you how do you manage your own personal stress? Well, thank you for that. Um, not everybody recognizes that leaders are living and caring other people's <laughs> stress as well as our own and our mm-hmm. pain. Um, and I think I shared this with you on our um, uh, pre-call. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, earlier this year, my mother was desperately ill. My brother died in February. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law died in September. My nephew um, committed suicide. At 27, mm. he was a first responder, and that just happened a few weeks ago. Um, and that's a lot of pain. Right? Yeah. And um, in corporate world, at least what I was taught, right? I've only been out of it 10 years, so I don't mm-hmm. think it changed too much. But in corporate world, uh, it was check it at the door, you know. Right. Put on your put on your you know jacket or whatever, and put on your corporate persona in the nonprofit world because you're carrying so many others, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And I'm I'm very fortunate because my director is, is great at that. And she'll say it's okay to not be okay. Um, But I also share that with the staff and that leads into the vulnerability thing. And I'll, I'll leave that there for a second, but, um, Managing our own pain is really a matter of, for me, prayer, recognizing where my help comes from, uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I, because I've been through so much other pain in my life, I know he carries me when I can't take another step, when I'm clinging to the hem of his garment from stress, from burnout. I know he carries me. And I know also that I've created relationships with my staff appropriate um, but also personal to some degree, and they will also recognize the pain. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm free to say, I'm sorry I snapped at you. I'm carrying a lot right now. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll try not to have it happen again. And, and it is instilled in us in our values that we, we give grace. And I've given grace. So I get mm-hmm. grace. And, and I'm very fortunate in that. But I think it's it's really prayer. It's time alone, if you can find it. Um, mm-hmm. It's finding that peace in the arms of Jesus. Truly, it is. Yeah, this is great. I love this conversation because I think we're touching on things that, as leaders, we all deal with, whether whether we have, we're, we currently, or we, or we will in the near future. Um, as we head into the final stretch, um, and, and, in a, and in a moment, I want I want people to know how they can get in touch with you and reach out to you for you know for more follow up. But but um, to, to close things off here, and you're kind of alluding to it now, vulnerability, the, the 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 challenge or the question of is it appropriate, and if so, how much? <laughs> it might even look a little different in the corporate world and the nonprofit world. But there is there is a powerful aspect of vulnerability as leaders with the different groups of people that we're serving. Can you speak to that? Oh yeah, thanks. Um, so staying with the corporate nonprofit, um, there's a, a 
of movement, if you will. There's a lot of writing going on right now. You know, be vulnerable as a leader in corporate. Mm -hmm. Be vulnerable as a leader. Um, how vulnerable? Do you open yourself up to pain? Do you share what's actually going on in your life? Um, is mm -hmm. that okay now? Um, or are they really talking about, which is what I read most about, the vulnerability comes in, say you're sorry when you're wrong. Okay, try to do better. That's great. And that's really mm. important. And for corporate leadership, that to me, that is very important. Always has been. I did it anyway. Um, but in nonprofit, it's different. If you think about people in nonprofit, think about people who serve in the military. They're under constant fire. They're under fire from all different directions, taking mm -hmm. orders from all different people. And how close do they get? They get this close, right? Mm -hmm. They carry one another's burdens. That's the vulnerability level I would like to see and am seeing in the nonprofit world where it's okay for the leader to say, hey, my brother died. Would you, would you pray for me? Mm -hmm. um, that was really hard. My, my, you know, uh, and wait to see if they ask a question. If they ask a question, then they want to know. If they don't ask a question, then they don't want to know. And that's fine. It's then you know where that line is on vulnerability. Um, in the corporate world, what I see is a lot of the people that work for you or as a leader, right? Those who report to you, um, they don't necessarily want to know about you. They want to know about them. That's mm -hmm. fine for you. What about me? Uh, in the nonprofit world, I have learned and have been told by staff, wow, you became a person to me now. And because you're a person, I want to follow you more. I, I'm more interested in what you have to say, not just because you care about me, but now because I can care about you. And that is very different in the nonprofit world than, than in the corporate world. So the line, I think, comes when you're brief about what happened or what you're going through, very brief. And if they ask a question, you can go a little further. It's all your comfort level, but I don't believe as a leader, you should be all, I have it all together because how, how can you, you know, how can people relate to that? They can't, and then you can't get their best from them or with them. Does that make that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think this is, I think these are the types of conversations that really help leaders because you have to learn. And so, and unfortunately, sometimes these things aren't taught in a training for, for leadership. But sometimes these, these things aren't, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we're not reading books that maybe are, are sharing this information with us, although there's great stuff out there. So I think I, I really appreciate you speaking into this because uh, I think that we become better leaders when we know how, when, and how much to be vulnerable, right? I think we become better leaders when we help our team, our the groups that we're serving in managing their pain, but also understanding how to manage our pain. And and the truth is, in the nonprofit world, a lot of things do look different. Uh, not everything's the same. And so I think this has been an awesome um, conversation because so many of us are are delving in this leadership world in a nonprofit sense. And so uh, I love this. If, if people want more information on how to connect with you, how can they get in touch with you? How can they reach you? Sure. Well, I, I am listed in um, the staff portion of our website, which is Christian Help 
www.thinkingdeeply.org. And if you want to communicate with me directly, I would love that. I would really love that. I love people. I love to hear. Uh, I love to meet a need. And so you can email me at tracy at christianhelp.org. <laughs> That's good. Hey, everybody, you just heard it. You just heard it. Tracy at christianhelp.org, correct? That's it. You guys can send a direct email to Tracy. Uh, maybe pick her brain a little bit. If something caught your attention, ask some questions. There's always blessings and help when we reach out to people who maybe maybe have a little bit more years under their belt of experience or maybe are in a world that we want to delve into. I love this, uh, Tracy. Um, um, before we kind of close things off, I will mention we have the Avail Journal, and I know you're familiar with the Avail Journal. Uh, the Avail Journal is an amazing resource for all of you Avail listeners out there and viewers. If you don't, if you yet do not yet uh, receive this. If you haven't um, claimed your subscription, you can claim a one-year free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com. We believe in providing resources that will help you on your leadership journey. What do you think about the Avail Journal, Tracy? I, I really love it. Um, I, lo I love reading what everyone's written about leadership. I mean, I, I devour it. And um, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, availjournal.com. That is where you can claim your free annual subscription. Uh, Tracy, I want to close things off with just one final thought. What do you want to leave on our Veil Leaders' hearts? I'm praying for you mm. as leaders. And I, you know, I was praying about this and I came across the scripture that speaks to me most. I have given my view of leadership and and what I believe works and have seen work, but I'm not the final authority mm. on it. Um, and from James 1, 5, uh, but if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, which I still can't get over that. Uh, ask, uh, and it will be given to you. So I say for the best wisdom, um, ask the Lord, what's the next right thing? How do I lead well? How do I amass crowns to throw at your feet, Lord? How do I do that? I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Tracy. This has been a an awesome conversation. I hope that all of you Avail listeners have been encouraged and maybe even challenged and equipped for your leadership roles. Uh, Tracy, on behalf of the Avail team, Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, the whole Avail family, we just wanna thank you and honor you and bless you for being here on the Avail podcast with us. We really ask the Lord to continue guiding you and using you in great ways. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for letting me be here. It's an thank honor. You, thank you so much, Tracy. Hey, everybody, I hope this has been a helpful Avail podcast where you've learned some good information about the differences between the corporate world of leadership and the nonprofit world of leadership. And hopefully you're leaning in, growing in this thing that we call the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, AKA Iglesia Vertical here in South Florida. We are one church, two languages, and I'm your host for these Avail podcasts that come out every single week on behalf of Avail. We love you, we bless you, we encourage you, and we hope you connect next time so we can continue growing in the art of leadership here on the Avail podcast. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Tracy Trimblett. You can find out more about Tracy's organization, Christian Help, by going to christianhelp.org. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.